Hi everyone, welcome back to the Applied Medic podcast. My name's Chris, I'm a medical student at Edinburgh Uni and also the founder of Apply Medic, where we give students all the information they need to get through the medical school application process and as part of that we've got the Applied Medic podcast. And so I've got a guest with me today, her name's Molly, she is a mental health nursing student and also has a very successful Instagram account documenting her life as a mental health nursing student and everything that she gets up to during the course. So, hi Molly. Hello, thanks for having me. (laughs) No problem at all, it's really nice having you. So, just to start off, uh, do you want to maybe introduce yourself to the audience and and just kind of get give everyone a better idea of, of who you are than what you do? Yeah, of course. Uh, so my name's Molly and I'm 20 and I'm currently, well, just nearly halfway through my three years at uni. So like you said, I'm studying mental health nursing. I'm in my second year at University of Surrey. Loving it. It's going really well. And yeah, just sort of going going with the flow with it, really. Nice. That's really cool. So I've I've actually not met many mental health nursing students while I've I've been on the ward. Mm. And I haven't actually met many uh, qualified mental health nurses either. Um so I can imagine if if a, a medical student is on placements all the time doesn't really know that much about um what a, a mental health nurse is and, and what they get up to. Um would could you maybe give a like a kind of brief definition of what a mental health nurse is and and the the kind of the kind of role that they have within the healthcare team yeah of course I mean I can try <laughs> um, <laughs> it's quite broad because really it depends what setting you're in to be honest I can imagine yeah so many different areas you can work in as a mental health nurse um obviously where I've been has been um on my placement so far it's been um on sort of inpatient mental health wards so okay. everyone there is sort of mental health based. So we, I haven't really crossed paths with sort of general nurses and that sort of um, aspect of it. But I mean, I know a lot of nurses that work um, in any setting as like a psychiatric liaison, which maybe might you might cross paths with a bit more. Mm-hmm. But like for example, um, I've just had a placement on a dementia ward. So um, there's a mental health nurse there on each ward in charge. Um, sort of, I imagine, fairly similar to the roles of a, a general nurse. It's ensuring all the medications. Um, I always find when people ask me what I've done in my day, I yeah. find it really hard to actually pinpoint. Definitely. I, I find it difficult as well whenever someone right. asks me how placement's gone. <laughs> yeah, I've had such a busy day and I haven't even sat down, but what have I actually done? But I think... Yeah. We were talking about this at uni, actually. Um, a lot of mental health is having that connection with who you're looking after and engaging with them, therapeutically engaging with them, even if it's like, well, it's quite stereotypically sitting down with a cup of tea and having a chat about how they're feeling and just finding out their needs and just really making sure because you're looking after individuals who they they won't only have mental health issues they're going to be struggling with physical health as well anything from diabetes and it's really sort of getting a picture of what they need and how we can look after them safely in in the setting that you're in I suppose definitely I think 
I think that's a really good summary of the role, which is very difficult to define, actually, given how yeah. how broad mental health nursing is. Mm. Um, so, following on from that, what is it that actually made you interested in mental health nursing in the first place? Because I feel like when, when you think about different healthcare practitioners and the different roles that are available, I'd imagine for most people, mental health nursing isn't necessarily the first one that comes into mind. Like, did you have any particular no. <clears throat> any moment that, that made you interested in the first place? It was really, I mean, I'm going to be totally honest. I didn't, when I was um, in sick form, sort of looking at career paths, I did not know anything about mental health nursing. I didn't know the opportunities there. And um, so basically I was doing um, my A-levels and I um, really love psychology. I was really interested in psychology. So I thought the natural path would be for me to go to university and study psychology. Yeah. But I wasn't really interested in moving away kind of thing or going away to uni so I did put it on hold and I took a year out um initially I started working in a pub which wasn't wasn't my um sort of end goal but um that was fine and then I um I had a friend who worked in a a private um a private psychiatric hospital and she said they were hiring and at first I was like oh my gosh what what does that even entail because I'd I really I didn't really know what I was letting myself in for at all. Yeah. But, um I applied and I got the job as a healthcare assistant there. And I worked there for 9 months and I just absolutely loved it. Um got so much experience and um I applied for my nursing degree while I was working there and then it sort of just just happened. Oh, it's like everything aligned. It it was. I mean, I I'm not very spiritual or anything, but it's kind of <laughs> feel a little bit like fate I don't yeah know definitely I can see it yeah oh that's really cool um that, that's actually quite a nice story yeah. <laughs> the origin of it um that's really nice so that's really interesting though so you you worked as a healthcare assistant mm-hmm. in a, a private psychiatric hospital is that right yeah okay how, how was that when you first started that job it was it was I don't know it, it it was frightening in a way but I just I love talking to people and I suppose it came kind of obviously not all of it there's some parts that were really difficult which I had to sort of work on and but the the engagement with people was just came really naturally to me so I, mm-hmm. I just really loved it and yeah I just kind of figured that it was sort of natural for me to progress on with that rather than psychology which I mean to be honest, it's very difficult to get a job in psychology. I've heard that. Yeah. So many people. (laughs) Very difficult. You have to really, and um, the whole research aspect of psychology, I found quite difficult. So when I sort of found the path of the nursing side, which is you get um, to be sort of more hands-on and the caring and you get to see the patients sort of throughout the day and follow their progress, that that really sort of, I felt like that was more suited to me. That's really nice. So mm. do you still pick up shifts as a mental health HCA? Yeah, so I have a, luckily I'm still bank with the hospital where I used to work. And I've also recently joined um, the NHS bank as well. So there's a hospital, a mental health hospital near where I live. So I can do a few shifts, which is so good. Because obviously with placements, they're, they're in blocks, 
the way it works for me is that I have placement blocks but um, you don't get to see everything and even just one shift on one ward you get to work with someone new meet new people and it's just really good experience I definitely recommend it if you can pick up bank shifts it's really good that's really good I mean do you do you pick up bank shifts on a regular basis while while you're juggling that with uh, placements and if you do like how do you actually find that in terms of balancing everything well in my first year I did so I'd sort of because our placements like full-time I've been doing that like long shifts so I do three long shifts my placement and then I'd normally pick up one either night shift or weekend day shift each week but on the placement I've just had I was just so tired I couldn't do it it was too oh, much yeah so yeah, I gave myself definitely. a bit of a break focused on that and um but yeah, it's so flexible. And now that I'm off my placement block and I'm back at uni, I can I have the sort of time to pick up a couple more shifts, which is really useful. That's really nice. Um, yeah, mm. I, I definitely, I can I can definitely get the the difficulty with being on placement, especially if it's more kind of peripheral and out the way, or if it's particularly intense trying to balance that. Because mm-hmm. I I work in, like on weekends as a as a porter than one of the hospitals in Edinburgh. Um, okay. And and even though it's not specifically related to anything clinical, mm. I still find it so, so beneficial um, in terms of just getting to know how the hospital works, meeting meeting so many people in the hospital that you wouldn't typically meet if you were just working within the ward because yeah. if you when you're ward based you, you basically never leave yeah. you know whereas if you're working as a porter you're you're traveling around the entire hospital going inside every single ward chatting to loads of different patients mm-hmm. going to you know the say x-ray or or ct scan and chatting to all the stuff there constantly mm-hmm. so you really get the the you meet the variety of personalities within the hospital yeah. as well so i think yeah like even if it's not specifically related to what you're actually studying as a healthcare student I think taking up some sort of different role as part-time work in a hospital is still so beneficial no matter what you do yeah you can see how all the cogs sort of fit together and how everything's run and I think it's it's made such a difference to me as I'm training to be a nurse to know how important everyone's roles are because you you can't you can't be a nurse you can't do your job without healthcare assistance yeah because yeah, it's it's really important, I think, to like be aware of what everyone does and how everyone contributes because you can't do it on your own. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's it. You know, you 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 get a real appreciation of the kind of actually working as a, like a team and and how everyone actually fits together. Um, so yeah, that's yeah, that's really good. Um, but I think that's a great thing, keeping that kind of and and maintaining that balance actually while you're still working as a mental yeah. health uh, nursing student, I think is is really good and it's good life skills as well going through mm-hmm. uni while still balancing that it's it's yeah. it's really good later on in life mm-hmm. so getting on to actual uni itself so yeah. you've been you've been in the course for a year and a half now yeah around about yeah about. okay how how have you found it so far in terms of your placements really good yeah I've it's been a bit odd, I think, because I sort of started when it was kind of COVID, kind of not. So okay. I had a lot of online teaching, um, but luckily I didn't miss out on any placements. So um, I had a first placement in um, re- mental health rehabilitation, which was really interesting. That's mm-hmm. really positive environment, encouraging independence and 
sort of moving people who had struggled with their mental health long term back into the community. Um, and then I was in a private hospital for older men with sort of forensic history. So that was quite different. Um, you just you just learn loads in these in different places. Um, but it's it's nice the way it's set up, I think, because um, especially this year I started, I had a couple of weeks of theory, then I had a seven-week placement block, and now I've got um, sort of like a theory block and then I'll go back out on placement. Oh, so okay. it really sort of breaks it up and it makes it seem a bit more achievable because sometimes it is daunting thinking, gosh, I've got to get through all this work. I've got to, yeah, it is a lot, but it is... It's that end goal as well, I think, because I know, because with this course, it's very sort of, I'm doing it because I want to be a mental health nurse. And at the end Mm -hmm. of it, I will be able to, touch wood, I will be able to be a mental health nurse. So I think that's sort of, yeah, that's what I keep reminding myself when I get tired and (laughs) a bit fed up. (laughs) Definitely. And so I, I assume in terms of your competencies as a mental health nursing student do you have certain sign-offs that you have to achieve within those placements um in some ways it's not well I I do do you know I'm not sure but I do think it depends on where you train as in the uni but like for us for example um we don't do bloods or catheterization um whereas obviously in general we have those sort of competencies which you do need to be yeah looked off whereas we sort of work on like a portfolio basis so okay. our assessment's quite long term so say I've just had my seven week placement and I was setting goals of um things I needed to achieve and things that I wanted to work on and my mentor sort of assesses you as you go along and says I think you should be doing a bit more of this um yeah it's it's obviously we have to be um obviously giving medication and assessed on um how we do that doing it safely and in the correct way um but in terms of actual competencies there's nothing that I can think of that we have to get sort of like you have to do it 10 times and then you get signed off to do it if you know what I mean yeah yeah definitely Mm -hmm. and so in terms of because I haven't done uh for instance a, a psychiatry block yet so I haven't spent mm. any any time on placement um within a, a psychiatric hospital and so I, I just I'm just trying to kind of get a bit of understanding of exactly what what life is like for mental health uh, nurses on the job yeah. how how is it in terms of the the provision of care uh, to each patient in terms of is it is it like one nurse to each patient if uh, or is it is it like one nurse to like four or five patients mm. it really again it depends on the setting so for example I suppose um it depends on like you have to look at risk and um their okay. needs. so say on a sort of a more high dependency unit um or like a PQ or something like that you're going to have more staff because the patients are um either more at risk to themselves or at risk to others um most places I'd say if you have a ward of about 15 patients there'll be two nurses Uh, but whereas was I was before it was a small um dementia ward there was eight eight patients and one nurse um 
and they're sort of obviously if they're permanent their 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 sort of role is um obviously monitoring their progress with medication because mental health medication can be so temperamental and um it takes for a lot of people it takes a long time to work out the right medication so they really have to sort of know your stuff with side effects and what to look out for um especially sort of with like um antipsychotic medication like higher doses um so on the lookout for that because the doctors will come and they'll ask you it's been five days what have you seen what's changed and they want to know because they need to know to see if they can make any changes um definitely overseeing the sort of the general day-to-day care whether sort of they're independent in looking after themselves and they need a bit more support facilitating things in the community um obviously you, you do have community mental health teams as well but say if you're sort of an inpatient it's really preparing them because you don't want anyone to stay in hospital yeah absolutely if if they don't need to it's really sort of a last resort so it's preparing them for discharge sort of involving all the therapy teams and really just ensuring that they feel confident enough to be in the community and be looked after in the community I think yeah definitely and so what's what's the what's the interaction like between mental health nurses and you know other members of the the clinical team when you're actually you know working day to day in the ward Mm. so with my experience because it's all sort of been um so like say you have the mental health ward and then you'd have the psychiatrists and also everyone's sort of mental health based everyone's there for the patients if that makes sense I haven't really yeah, crossed over with um like in a general setting as a mental health nurse but um yeah. sort of the I mean the doctors that I've worked with are great they're brilliant it's just no they know so much information you um they definitely I've been challenged a few times to sort of know my stuff (laughs) sort of a short quick handover they want to know what's going on yeah yeah no sort of um chit chat but um, (laughs) no it's great and everyone's because it's so important I think it must be in other areas as well but especially what I've seen is um like physiotherapy Hmm. um like the psychotherapists and the occupational therapists and everyone sort of comes together and like with the nursing staff and everyone gets involved Mm -hmm. and like as a healthcare assistant you get involved with the therapies and obviously where's where's appropriate and you help the patients and you know their daily routine and just sort of build that yeah, I suppose build their routine up and support them with with what they need to get better, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So then so so you've you've only had hospital based placement so far. Yeah. Do you, are you going to have uh, placements in like primary care for instance uh, during the 3 years? Uh, by primary care, do you mean like a like a GP practice right okay um like more I, community based yeah so community community definitely there's loads each like locality um will have a community mental health team and yeah. they'll have a caseload and there's also the home treatment team as well okay so they sort of manage if someone's sort of moving between the ward and community um so hopefully I will get a placement 
with them because that's very very interesting but there's so much pressure on like the community mental health nurses honestly their case loads are absolutely huge but they are it's so important I think I mean at the moment there's all this sort of talk about more funding for the NHS and stuff but if in a way if there was more community funding and there was enough nurses and enough money put into it there would would be less people going into hospital definitely yeah so that's quite a difficult aspect of it but yeah so hopefully I'll be able to do a community placement because it would be totally different to looking after someone in their home where they're a bit more independent and you're sort of assessing their needs on that basis and determining whether they're safe to be at home because a lot of mental health is looking yeah. is looking at risks and um yeah, sort of making that on-the-spot assessment and getting to know someone in such a short period of time as well. Yeah, definitely. I, I can imagine it's really difficult. I, I spent, when I was on my GP placement uh, last year in med school, I was there for, for 10 weeks and mm. it was it, it was a really good experience actually because I, I was on placement in one of the deep end GP practices. I don't know if you've ever, have you ever heard of that term it's basically yeah. i think it's i think it's only in scotland uh that the term's used uh but it's a, a deep end gp practice is one that serves i think the the 15 percent of the most deprived uh communities in scotland okay, okay. um so it's just it's a gp that is in a particularly deprived uh socioeconomically deprived area mm-hmm. and and so a lot of the time what comes with that is is a more a more kind of complex clinical picture and that often involves physical illness paired with some sort of um mental mm-hmm. illness complexity um to varying degrees yeah and the it was really good in that GP practice because they had their own mental health team their own community mental health team yeah, which yeah. from my experience so far there's actually it's it's not very common uh, it, to have the mental health team of that size um, mm. that that was and had that much funding within that particular practice, yeah. and I, I spent quite a lot of time uh, with them, uh, just shadowing them, and it it was it was pretty amazing the difference that it actually makes to the continuity of care within GP mm. uh, when you've when you've got your own devoted mental health team that's working there because. You know, people that consult the the GP for their, their physical problems or issues, and and then the GP realizes that they haven't actually had that follow up with mm-hmm. one of the mental health nurses, and so they're then able to just sort it out there and then. And you know, they can even have a, a consultation with a mental health nurse that same day, and so it just seems so beneficial in terms of the continuity of care for both, you know, the physical and and the mental side mm-hmm. of whatever. Um, issues they they have yeah see that sounds brilliant like that's I think that's exactly how it should be it should be that accessible whereas I what I've seen here is that you if you're if you sort of present to services maybe if you turn up at A&E if you're feeling really unwell if you're um if you don't end up in hospital which in the most case you don't because really there's not a lot of hospital beds um you'll be referred to the community team who will see you and then if they don't feel that you are suitable to be um under them they'll refer you then to your GP right okay. back to your GP to sort of look after your mental health so and I've 
if I'm honest, I've heard from a lot of people that, that that's, that's not very successful. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it's very, there's, like you said, there's no continuity. There's no sort of, it's sort of a lot of people feel like they're just getting passed from one team to another. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Okay. So it's, yeah. It's quite, it's difficult to sort of, but I've not, I think um, more recently they're bringing in mental health nurses to, to into GP practices and um, sort of promoting that when someone sort of first presents, maybe if someone goes to their GP with low mood or something like that, they get that initial help rather than sort of... Sorry, Molly, you, you cut out there when you were giving me the answer. Uh, so would you mind repeating that? <laughs> yeah, of course. What, what bit? Uh, just when you were talking about the the kind of disconnect and the continuity of care and uh, whatever you were saying after that because it cut out afterwards yeah of course sorry um so I think that now I'm seeing more sort of I believe that they're putting more mental health nurses in GP surgeries so say if someone presents to their GP um with low mood or they're struggling with anxiety that then hopefully they'll be seen like you said there and then as really it should be by a mental health professional and um sort of feel that they're not being passed around from community to a and e and just a lot of people just bounce back and forth because there's no real place for them to be looked after properly definitely and i mean it's just i think it really makes a difference when you actually form a connection with the the mental health nurse that that you have because at least when i was on placement there a lot of the patients knew the mental health nurses on a first name basis and mm-hmm. the nurses knew their entire life story. And, and so they could just get straight to the point with mm-hmm. whatever consultation they were having. And it just means that the time that they do have is so much more beneficial to the patient um, mm-hmm. and it doesn't waste any time for them, which is great. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think the more, the closer we get to that for, you know, as many GP practices as possible, um, I would imagine the better it will be. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So that so I've got really good understanding of the kind of the the, the core structure of mm-hmm. a mental health nurse and, and how that kind of works in terms of the placement. So then, once you, fingers crossed, knock on wood, um, yeah. obviously you know <laughs> uh, qualify. Mm-hmm. What what are your plans going on after that? What what kind of what kind of, uh, I, I don't know what you would call it, but some subspecialty of mental health nursing. Uh, mm-hmm. What is particular route um, do you want to go down? If I'm honest, I, I'm not 100% yet. I don't really know because what I've, um, I have been lucky with my placements in, in that they've been varied, but I haven't sort of had um, a placement in like acute mental health, okay. which, which is where, a lot of people go when they first qualify it's where it's sort of recommended for you to pick up a lot of experience and a lot of skills but um I'd love to try community because I get I mean from my other sort of the students in my year I get such mixed reviews some people say oh no I don't like it it's not for me and then other people say they really love it so I definitely want to try that and just because I think sort of looking to my future I definitely see myself moving about because it's the best nurses that I've worked with have had the most varied experience Mm -hmm. and they because it's all about really knowing how to engage with different people and feeling that you feeling confident in your skills to do that and I think the best way is rather than 
I mean, for me personally, rather than specialising in, say, psychosis or um, anything really specific, it would be to get a really wide experience. Because when you do work on an acute mental health ward, it's you have such a wide range of patients. You will have some yeah, definitely. who are hearing voices and seeing things and you will have some who are really depressed and suicidal. You get such a variety and yeah it's just I suppose it's knowing your stuff and feeling confident and but it comes with time and experience I suppose definitely yeah I think it definitely does build your skills when you don't actually know what's going to come through the door next and and what presentation you're going to you're going to come across I mean I I suppose it's a bit like it's a bit like GP or or A&E from that sense from a more kind of physical illness perspective yeah um, that you know you hear from a lot of a lot of doctors that doing uh, that, that doing a placement rotation in in any really is is good to have at least uh, like initially within your first year of doing the yeah. foundation years um, as a newly qualified junior doctor because it just builds all of your skills really quickly um, and and I suppose it's kind of a similar thing um, for for you with more the acute um, mental health issues. Yeah. Great. So is there any particular kind of additional training that you have to do to subspecialize? Like, I'm thinking about things like like uh, CAMS, like uh, the child and adolescent mental mm-hmm. health services. Like, if you were going to go into uh, something like that as a mental health nurse, do you have to do additional training? Um, no, I don't think so. Obviously, other than normally when you join a job and you have to do the sort of basic staff training that um, they'll provide you with there. But I assume with something like CAMS, they would. So you'd have a few days sort of general staff training on yeah, um, yeah. the skills that you need but as a mental health nurse you can work anywhere as a mental health nurse if you know what I mean I know yeah. obviously you have children's general nursing and adult general nursing but I think because a lot of I mean it's obviously very different but a lot of the things that you're looking for and the skills that you need are the same yeah I get but, what you mean um, yeah, CAMS is something that I would like to try, but I think it's definitely a difficult area to work in. Um, it is, yeah. I mean, I, I'm working in uh, the paediatrics ward mm. right now uh, for my placement, and yeah, the the, the CAMS team, the CAMS team are, are then uh, you know quite often assessing different patients, and yeah. I, I think with with CAMS, it it is. It can, emotionally it can be very heavy as well uh, mm. because of obviously the the age of the people involved and and they're often they're often very complex issues you know from a physical mental social perspective it, you know a lot of the times all of it's kind of involved in one way or another so yeah I, yeah. I definitely get it it's it, it can be quite a difficult mm. uh, a, a difficult thing to to get used to yeah but in terms of sort of further like options there are lots of sort of like personal development sort of trainings that you can do um you well obviously you can dual qualify so I could do another 18 months and be sort of dual qualified as an adult or mental health nurse and that's really good yeah it's definitely something that I'd think about but also I was looking at um can do nurse prescribing training okay so um, I'm not sure how long that takes, actually. It might be either six months or a year. And that's sort of then you become, if you get signed off, you become qualified to sort of prescribe certain medications. And I think that could be really useful. Yeah, definitely. There's just no, so, good. yeah, there's lots yeah. of different things you can do. It's just sort of, 
you can't kind of find out about them as you go along really there's so many sort of areas and options that I just had no idea even existed yeah definitely I mean it seems like those those very few from the outset from my perspective it seems like those those very few kind of barriers mm. for you actually doing the the kind of field within mental health nursing that, yeah. that you actually want to do which is really good yeah definitely I think the way we're assessed as well is because it's so much about communication and engagement and those skills to be able to be in a situation with someone who's in a crisis and sort of bring them down and sort of just have those skills. It's not really something you can t- tick off. It's not the same as like taking bloods because it's, it's yeah, definitely. different. It's hard to assess, but um yeah, I think it just means that you have a, a really wide sort of skill set and you can work in so many different areas and help lots of different people, I suppose. Definitely. So what what was it that made you create your your Instagram account for mental health nursing? Because I, I've seen there's quite a big, I don't know, there's 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 been quite an increase in popularity of i suppose medgram medical mm-hmm. style instagram accounts where it's more like a personal blog and you can document you know whatever you're doing whether you're the medical student or or adult nursing student or mental health nurse or physician associate and and you document what the course is like what you get up to on a daily basis yeah. and i think it's a fantastic thing uh, for for reducing barriers into into all these <clears throat> professions and actually giving people a realistic insight into 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 what life like within that particular profession, what was it that actually in, inspired you to create it? Do you know what I I, I can't really remember. I don't I because I um I did it when I first started uni, so I think I must have seen other accounts doing similar. Um, I know I follow a, a really great account, student nurse Flo. She's a she's qualified now as an adult nurse, okay. and she was brilliant. And I loved all the things she posted. It was a really nice mix between like informative like, information, things that she's learned, and sort of like the realities of how like just difficult it can be sometimes. And that because I think I've found. I do like it's easy to beat yourself up like oh I'm so why am I so tired I'm so exhausted and it's that it's not just the physical strain of working it's in especially immense well in all areas but and and it's the emotional drain as well and I think it's important for people to realize that that is like that's normal there's not going to be I don't think there's anyone on my course who hasn't had a little cry or (laughs) had just some days like I mean I, I don't want to make it sound awful because it's I absolutely love what I do and it's it's amazing and I have so many so many so many good days and so many positive experience but it is tiring and it is difficult and I Definitely. think people don't really I don't know people talk about it but it's important to also see the fact that you have those but you keep going because you love what you do and you make a difference and I think that's yeah I just and I quite like talking so (laughs) (laughs) I like like sharing about what I'm up to and because I like seeing what other people do I'm nosy so yeah yeah everyone is and and it's it's, people like to see what other people are up to especially Mm -hmm. 
if they resonate with them in some way. Yeah. And and uh, you know, I, I think I think that's great. I mean, I think with especially with healthcare professions, it's it's fair. I mean, you get it a lot with medicine, and I, I would assume that the same a similar kind of principle applies to to other healthcare professions like mental health nursing or yeah, I don't know some physician associate, whatever it is that it can be quite easy to kind of see it through a, a kind of romanticized lens kind yeah. of rose tinted glasses um and you you can only see the you know the the, the good side of it you know the and and the, the excitement of it and the yeah. you know you, you get to help people and treat people and everything like that um but it is also very important to to understand um the, the realities of it as well so that you mm-hmm. actually get a balanced picture and you realise that you also see people at the worst a lot of the time and, and that can be very physically and emotionally and mentally straining on you as well and, mm. and it gets to everyone and yeah. it's it's having the balanced viewpoint so that you can actually decide if it's your true calling, if it's something that you truly want to do and you are actually passionate about, yeah. despite those cons, you still want to do it. That's when mm. you know that it's for you and you know that you'll be able to still love it, even if it gets to you every now and again, yeah, which it exactly. does with, with everyone. So, mm. yeah, definitely. I completely agree with that. So that's everything that, that I wanted to ask. Um, yeah. Do you have any closing comments Molly anything else that, that you want to say um I just think if if you're thinking about trying something in healthcare just do it just give it a go because there's so many people that I look at in like in my friends and people that I meet I'm just like oh god you'd be brilliant at that and I do think that even though we were saying it's important to talk about how difficult it is and how hard it can be sometimes Um, all jobs can be difficult all jobs can be stressful and I think a lot in the news is about oh nurses are underpaid there's not enough nurses nurses getting burnout which is all true but also like when I was growing up I always thought oh teacher or nurse because that's kind of thing I thought about doing but I was like oh no well they don't get paid enough why I can't do that because they don't get any money and it's awful I just think it'll be like sort of going forward I just want to sort of raise awareness about how actually awesome it can be to be a nurse and or any type of health healthcare professional because you're working with people and you see their stories and it's just yeah it's pretty special so to end on a positive note <laughs> <laughs> I think that's that's a very nice wholesome positive note and and I'm more than happy uh, to end on that oh. uh, that, that was really nice uh, but yeah I completely agree so Thank you so much, Molly, for coming on the show. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Um, and it was lovely having you. Thanks. And Thanks for there was a lot chat. of really nice insight there. Oh, no worries at all. So for anyone listening, if you want to check Molly out on Instagram and follow her for more of an insight into what life's like as a mental health nursing student, then you can follow her. Um, and her username is Molly Student Nurse, all one word. And I'll also give uh, a link to it in the description down below in the podcast so you can check it out there 